You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 71. And I have a question for you ladies. Well, first of all, have you ever had or experienced where you went up the stairs to get something, but when you got there, you forgot and you had to walk back down and rewalk back up to remember what it was? Or have you ever had moments where you knew what you wanted to say, but it didn't quite come out? You had kind of hesitated? Well, those can be some of the symptoms that you can experience with brain fog. And in today's episode, we are going to be diving into all things brain fog. I'm going to be teaching you about what it is on its simplest terms, how it can come about with other medical conditions that you may have and things that you can do about it and how you need to get your hormones balanced as well as your life balanced and essential to get your brain fog to disappear. So come on, let's dive in and learn all about this fun new topic that's on the horizon called brain fog. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options, and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, an all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. And I'm so excited to get back to our episodes on hormonal health, because that is my jam. That's my area of expertise, along with regular women's health. But I love to talk to women and teach y'all how to get back hormonally balanced, because your hormones affect every single thing that you do. They affect every area of your body. And when they are out of balance, life can be pretty crappy. So even though today's topic is not all about or just about hormone balance, it is a subtopic of being hormonally imbalanced. And we're going to be talking about brain fog. Because ladies, brain fog is a big issue for a lot of different things. So you might be wondering, what is it? Well, basically, it's just the opposite of when you feel calm, optimistic, level-headed, and motivated. Even the medical world has not yet recognized this condition as a, and you see me, you can't see me, but I'm air quoting, as a real specific health condition. Kind of like how fibromyalgia started out, you know, it was a wastebasket diagnosis, and then, you know, it became an actual diagnosis. So in the medical literature as it stands, brain fog is usually described as a mild cognitive impairment and brain fog sometimes even falls under, you know, it can fall under Alzheimer's. Sometimes it can fall under dementia, but a lot of us just have simple, mild episodes of brain fog that don't quite fall under those last two headings. Okay. Again, it's mild cognitive impairment. And coffee usually doesn't help, even though we would love it to. Okay, so let's dive in. Okay, 
So brain fog or foggy heads or foggy head ladies can keep your thoughts elusive. You may not be able to comprehend things as easily or recall things as easily. Your memory may not be as sharp or as good as it used to be. And it can come and it can go. It can occur frequently or persisting indefinitely. It can follow an event, an escalation of other symptoms such as depression or anxiety. It can be slight. It can be intense. It can even be severe. And brain fog for me when I was going through my hormonal hell was severe. And I just really didn't know what to do about it until I started researching it and learning all about it. And that's some of the things I'm going to be talking about in our program that's coming up in late October. So it can come in waves where it might be strong in one instance, and then it might ease off in the next instant. So let me go into this. There are many medical conditions that could be reasons for you to have brain fog. Okay. Other than just simple brain fog. Okay. Same thing like with when fibromyalgia first came out or still does, you can't just blatantly say somebody has fibromyalgia without doing a complete whole workup and rule out everything medically that falls underneath those category of symptoms. Okay. Then when you do that, and if everything comes back negative, then you can say, okay, the symptoms, all the medical stuff is negative, but the symptoms fall under the diagnosis of fibromyalgia. The same thing with brain fog. Okay. So I want you to think about these And if you have them, then talk to your doctor or your medical provider, you know, if you're having these conditions already and you're exhibiting brain fog on top of it, because these conditions are associated or can be associated with brain fog and they are chronic fatigue syndrome. We talked about that on the podcast, dementia, okay, fibromyalgia. I just talked about that being anemic. I talked about that on a podcast, diabetes, migraine, Alzheimer's disease, autoimmune diseases like arthritis, lupus, MS, Lyme disease, celiac disease, okay, and even hormonal imbalances, all right? So those are medical conditions that are already out there. And if you have them, you can also have brain fog because a lot of these medical conditions cause you to feel sluggish in your memory, in your cognitive role. But again, like I said, you can also just have brain fog in of itself, and it doesn't have to fall underneath some of those things. All right. So let's take a look at some reasons why you may suffer from brain fog, simple things, things that we can work on, on our own. Okay. So stress is one of those big things. And you know that I've had many podcasts that talk about stress. Because active stress responsors, it suppresses the rationalizing areas of our brain. Okay, so let me say that again. Active stress responses suppress the rationalizing areas of our brains, ladies, increasing the brain's reaction to danger. When this change occurs in the brain functioning, it makes us even more aware of the danger and it increases our reaction to it. Sometimes the stress response gets activated too often or too dramatically. We've talked about this before on the whole series that I did about stress. And if you want to go back and listen to those, they're on our podcast page at wellwomannetwork.com forward slash podcast. 
Then the stress hormones will cause an increase in the electrical activity in the brain. We talked about this as well. And those increased electrical activities in the brain generates an increase in our thoughts, causing our attention to be easily sidetracked into foggy thoughts. So if you are constantly under stress, you can have foggy thoughts. The more stressful we are, ladies, the more persistent our brain fog can be. Our responses to stress can suppress the memory and learning areas of our brain, making it more difficult for our brain to store information. Hence, you forget things. When you've got a lot on the brain, you're stressed out, you tend to forget things. Sometimes it happens to me. I've got to write a lot of little sticky notes because my brain is going a mile a minute a lot of the time, and I'm learning my own techniques to kind of calm it down. So when our stress levels are elevated, our bodies are taxed. We are tired out and drained, and we're unable to function normally or to retrieve information normally. Studies show that the brain becomes tired quicker than any other part of the body. Okay. An exhausted brain, ladies, loses its ability to think, to remember things, to reason quicker than what our body gets, than when our body gets tired. So, you know, a lot of times... (laughs) I mean, like my husband, he does physical work. Okay. And he gets physically exhausted. Me, I try to tell him he doesn't quite understand sometimes that I get mentally exhausted. And those of you who have, you know, businesses where you're dealing with a lot of people, you're, you constantly have to be doing things. You have to be on, you can't let things fall through the cracks. You got a lot going on in your businesses, in your life. Sometimes you'll know the feeling you just get mentally tired. And on those days, those are the days that you just want to sit back with a book, not think about anything. You want to watch Netflix. You know, you just want to chill out because you don't want to be thinking about anything. That's, that's like me. Like when I get off work, I sit in my driveway for about a half an hour and I play, you know, jelly mania or some other game on my, on my phone, because it gives me a chance to just shut my brain off from thinking about all the medical stuff that I had to think about during the day. And I can kind of calm it down and I can focus on something really, you know, non-taxing. doesn't really take a lot to play some of those games. Although sometimes it does, but, you know, usually it doesn't. Okay. So it is obvious to see from what I just said that our brains get tired, just how stress plays a major role in brain fog and how it can negatively affect short-term memory and concentration. So here's where that short memory, short-term memory and concentration come in. That's where you have to write those little notes all the time. Sometimes, you know, it's like I'll go upstairs and I'll forget what I even went up there for. And I have to walk back down the stairs and think for a minute and re-walk back up the stairs to try to remember what I was going upstairs for. I don't know if that ever happens to you, but it happens to me quite often. So here's the deal. When active stress responses are causing the brain fog, you need to calm yourself down, ladies, and contain any anxious behavior Okay. Bringing an end to the hectic and active stress response. Definitely easier said than done. And I know that. So, you know, it's all about just working on it each day in small little bites. Okay. Like the compound effect can't get rid of stress completely, but you can learn how to deal with it. But in all likeliness, it will be the end to your brain fog. If chronic stress is your issue. Okay. So if stress is the only thing that's going on in your life. You're a healthy person and you're noticing that you've got brain fog and you also notice that you have a lot of stress, whether it be from your job, finances, relationship, whatever. When you start to calm down some of those areas in your life, then you will start to see some of that brain fog go away. 
Okay. You can feel comforted ladies knowing that brain fog can completely disappear when your body's stress has returned to its healthy levels. Putting it simply, brain fog is a typical indication that your body is overly stressed. It's nothing more really if that again is the real only cause of what's causing the stress that you have no other chronic conditions that may be leading to brain fog. Okay. So eliminating your overstressed state is important. And unfortunate ladies, here's the bad news. There aren't any real quick fixes either. It means that you have to learn to eliminate or at least cut back on some of the stressors that are plaguing your body. Okay. Like I said, there's no easy answers, but if you start to work on it, you will be able to improve it. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of medical providers. If you go to them and you say you're having these problems, you know, or there's, you know, psychiatrists and stuff that immediately run to medications such as Ritalin or Adderall or any of those, you know, stimulants saying that you've got ADHD or ADD. Now, granted, if you have those conditions, you know, and they are properly diagnosed, then absolutely go ahead and talk to somebody and take those medications. But I can't tell you, I have had clients that come in and just say, you know, I can't, I can't think straight. You know, I think I have ADD. Can you just start giving me the medication? And I'll say, no, you know, you have to be properly diagnosed. And there's testing that goes along with finding out if you truly have ADD or ADHD. Okay, it's not something that can be diagnosed in a five minute to seven minute well exam from your medical provider. Okay, it just can't. And I don't believe in treating people that way. Okay, so because if really it's not a brain, a really actual brain chemical reaction problem that's causing the brain fog, then Ritalin and Adderall are really not going to do anything for you. Okay. So it may, and it also may make matters worse in the long run. So the thing is, ladies, brain fog is pretty much related to your diet. And most of you, you know, know that what we eat affects our health. And I'm sure that if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you by now aren't surprised just how much diet comes into play into a lot of medical conditions because I talk about it all the time. What goes on the end of your fork can either make you or break you. And it goes again with brain fog. So now let's go on and look at some further cases which can cause brain fog. All right. So the next one is fatigue and fatigue and stress often, you know, go hand in hand. And some people just lump the two together and say that they're very similar or they're one in the same. And they can be very different. Stress is, stress is like what's, is is an action thing. Okay. It's like doing too many things at once that causes stress or it's an imbalance in your cortisol levels that are causing the stress. Okay. It's a chemical imbalance. Fatigue can come from a lot of things. You can be fatigued from just having hard days work. You can be fatigued from going to the gym. Okay. Fatigue is when you're exhausted and this really impacts big time on your brain functioning optimally. All states of stress rob you of getting enough quality sleep and too few hours of sleep can have a negative impact on your brain at critical levels. Okay. So a lot of times when we're fatigued, okay, we are not getting the proper rest that we need. You know, working out excessively can cause fatigue. You know, um, eating a lot of bad food can cause fatigue. There's medications that can cause fatigue. 
But again, they are separate type of things, even though they can be looked at together and seen as one on top of the other. You know, I want you to think about it, you know, about different areas of fatigue. Fatigue is more um, like... I look at fatigue as like muscle fatigue, my body being tired. It's a, it's more of a physical thing where stress to me is more an emotional, you know, it's a brain thing. So that's how I kind of separate the two. Okay. So then next let's talk about blood sugar imbalances. Your brain ladies rely on glucose in the blood to help it function properly, to keep your focus and memory intact and functioning well too. When your blood sugar is low, Okay. It's like an alarm system for your brain. And when you skip meals, particularly breakfast and even lunch, you are causing low blood sugar. The craving for sugar kicks in. And when you succumb, you're causing toxic inflammation, which affects brain health. If you want your brain to be sharp all day, ladies, then you need to start with a healthy breakfast, which includes a high protein food and good fats. For example, a good breakfast type would be, you know, eggs, with some olive oil, or even some eggs with avocado. Okay. So you need to balance your blood sugars because swings, whether they're high or swings, whether they're low affect your brain. Okay. Because glucose is what your brain needs to function properly. So if it's too low, it's not going to function at all. And if it's too high, then it's going to cause other effects as well. And the more stable that you have your blood sugar throughout the day, it's going to help your weight and you need blood sugar balance for proper hormone balance. And we're going to talk about that in my getting back to harmonious balance program that's out in late, late October. So be on the lookout for that. We're working on, on the, on the whole, um, sign up page as we speak. So moving on depression and anxiety can also cause brain fog, brain fog, if I can say that right. So who wants depression and anxiety? I don't. And yet the way we eat, the way we live our lives can bring on those two unwanted health conditions. Depression flattens out our brain signaling because the nerve cells are affected and no longer fire on all cylinders. Depression and anxiety impact our ability to focus, to remember, and to be mentally sharp. There are a lot of reasons for depression and anxiety to, to occur in our lives. Okay, and it include trauma, life situations, again, inflammation, changes in your gut, nutritional deficiencies, dietary intolerances, and much more. So one needs to address all of these root causes, okay? Because what does that mean, root causes? It means what's at the very beginning of causing these problems. All right, so like I just mentioned, one of them being changes in your gut microbiome. So now I want to talk a little bit about that. Okay. So now we're back and I'm going to talk about disruptions in your microbiome. Ladies, when there's a disruption in your gut microbiome, such as candida, a naturally occurring yeast, I talked about that candida overgrowth, for example, it can bring on anxiety, fatigue, depression, and it can lead to you being in a state of low level intoxication, similar to that of drinking too much alcohol. Your memory, focusing, and concentration powers are affected negatively. Your microbiome can become disrupted because of your diet, stress, use of antibiotics, leaky gut, and other imbalances in the gut. So it is vital that you restore your microbiome health if you are experiencing brain fog, because your gut is your second brain. And I've talked about that many times as well. 
So this will require a diet reboot where it is recommended that you start taking fermented foods such as sauerkraut, kimchi, organic yogurt, kefir, as well as a very good probiotic supplement. And there's a lot of them at your health food store. Okay. I don't, people say, well, what do you use, Michelle? And what do you recommend? So again, ladies, I say to go to your health food store. And the reason that I say that and go to a health food store, because they have a lot of different, you know, supplemental choices is because each and every one of our budgets is somewhere different. And what I'm willing to spend on supplements may not be what you are willing to spend on supplements. So I want you to find something that you can, that, that works within your budget that has a good source and that you can take on an ongoing basis, because that's the whole idea when you take supplements. It's for you to take them on an ongoing basis. It's not to start taking them today and a month later quit. All right. I love Garden for Life. There's a doctor formulated um, probiotic, and it's the one that can sit on the shelf so you don't have to put it in the refrigerator. And it happens to be one of my favorite. And I just happen to love Garden for Life as far as probiotics or for a lot of some of their stuff is because they're all organic, they're raw, and he is one of the most reputable people, Jordan Rubin, you know, when it comes to formulating supplements. So I talk about that a lot, and I'm going to talk about that in our um, Getting Back to Harmonious Balance, you know, about taking good supplements and how you can source them and what you should be looking for. All right. Just like I take juice plus every day because it is sourced from good quality products. It is tested. It meets every guideline in my book for being safe and as a good product. So that's why I, you know, talk about those things. But again, you know, it, you have to find what works for your body. Okay. Next, I want to talk about brain inflammation. So it's kind of moving on from the gut because we talked about the gut brain Okay, now we talked about the gut. Now I want to talk about the brain. Okay, so brain inflammation. You might be asking, what the heck is brain inflammation? No, it's not a made-up term, ladies. It's real, and it's a phenomena occurring when components of your immune system and chemicals cause inflammation in the circulation of your body. The inflammation crosses over your blood-brain barrier, and the brain becomes inflamed. Okay. Brain inflammation is associated with depression, anxiety, brain fog, and worse, dementia occurring as a result of anything that causes inflammation. So the first thing that you need to find out is what is at the root cause of your inflammation. And most of us have inflammation today, ladies. Okay. So you might need to remove foods that trigger inflammation. These could be gluten, grains, flour products, dairy, which is heavily inflammatory, grain-fed meat. Those are all some examples, excuse me, of things that can be causing an increase in inflammation in your gut and in your body, which then can lead to inflammation in your brain. Okay. Now here's the next thing. You may need to have a full medical examination to understand or to look at why you're having inflammation in your body. Is it autoimmune? Are you diabetic? Do you have chronic fatigue syndrome? Do you have nutritional deficiencies? Are you hypothyroid? Do you have infections or viruses that can bring on total body inflammation, which can lead and result in brain inflammation? Okay. Those are things that you needed to get checked out. So like I said, there are some things where you're going to want to get checked out and it's very important to go and have your yearly physical exam 
and get regular lab testing once a year to make sure that everything is going right and to bring any anything that's affecting your health to your medical provider's attention so that it can be addressed right then and there and not ignored and left until it's too late. So here's some nutrients that I wanted to talk to you about that happen to love, the brain happens to love. Number one is it is imperative to feed the brain by taking in nutrients that the brain requires for its function in order to go properly. So to avoid inflammation, the top nutrients that nourish the brain are proteins because these are the building blocks of keeping our brain functioning optimally. Okay. It's also about the right fats. And we've talked about that before and fats from walnuts, salmon, avocados, pecan, virgin olive oil, and coconut oil. These form the basis of healthy cells, including the nerve cells in order to have a healthy brain. Don't ever skimp on the dark green vegetables and the dark berries too. In fact, ladies, the brain requires plenty of B vitamins to function properly. A low B12 will have you suffering from cognitive problems. Low iron levels can also cause brain fog. Several studies reveal that when you eat high protein meals with plenty of natural iron sources, you improve your brain function in a matter of a mere four months. Okay. So a lot of people who are vegan and are not eating meat, if you're not taking a good complex B supplement, then I want you to go out and get one. Okay. You can easily test at your doctor's office or your medical provider's office. If you have, you know, low iron, if you're anemic, if you're not anemic and all your levels are normal, then you do not need to supplement back with iron because too much is also a bad thing. So hence you want to get some lab work done. All right. Next is hormonal imbalances. And I talked about this earlier when we first started the show. When your hormones are imbalanced, ladies, you can expect to notice changes in your brain function. Hormonal imbalances definitely challenge your mental clarity, amplifying brain fog. So if you experience symptoms and conditions that might cause you to believe that you have a hormonal imbalance, then you need to repair it. And I'll be teaching on this topic much more in my Get Back to Hormonious Balance program that's coming out in late October. Especially if you are having a lot of PMS symptoms, brain fog is one of those big PMS symptoms. I had it horribly when I was in the pits of my hormonal hell experience. And one of the things, like I said, I experienced was brain fog majorly. So you need to understand those causes and you need to understand what you can do to get yourself back on track. Okay. So the next thing that I want to talk to you about is the thyroid and adrenal imbalances. Okay. And again, these are part of your hormonal cascades. An important function of the thyroid ladies is to take care of brain health. Hypothyroidism and underactive thyroid can impact your cognitive functioning to the point that it can cause memory and focusing problems. Over time, if left untreated, it can cause other problems. So again, you want to make sure that you're getting proper lab testing on a regular basis to make sure that you're not having these things, okay? That they are not the underlying cause of why you're having some brain fog. You can have brain fog in of itself, like I said, but there's also conditions that can cause that. So you'd want to check out that. And again, adrenal imbalances has to do with your cortisol, which has to do with the thing that we started the show off with talking about stress. Okay. So now some of the other things that I want to talk to you about, we'll get into in just a sec. So next I want to talk to you about medication side effects. 
There are some medications, ladies, particularly antihistamines, anti-anxiety medications, blood pressure lowering medications, medications for urinary incontinence, some sleep and pain medications, even some antibiotics that can bring on brain fog and affect your memory. So if you are taking any new medication and you've noticed that your cognitive or mental clarity has changed or taken a dip, then you need to speak to your medical provider about that particular medication and seeing about either getting it changed or seeing if there's other things that you can do before you go on medication. This is why a lot of times, you know, look for natural things to help yourself out with some of those conditions or see if there's other modifications that you can make. And here's the thing. You need to be willing to make those modifications so that you don't have to go on medications. Okay. That's the big thing. So a lot of times you cannot take medications if you're willing to put in lifestyle changes on the other side so that you don't have to. But if you do have to start taking medications and you find some of these things are going on, then you need to bring them up and just don't sit there and accept them as, oh, that's just part of the medication and I've got to live with it. You may not have to live with it. Okay. Next in the same category around medication side effects is dehydration. Okay. I've talked about this before when we did the water series. And did you know, ladies, that water makes up 73% of your brain? That means that even mild dehydration can cause an imbalance in your body. You might've noticed how runners and marathon runners sometimes seem disoriented and confused at the finish of a big race. It's because they're dehydrated because they've just sweat out all that stuff and they don't drink a lot of fluids in because they don't want to have to pee a lot while they're running. Listen to this. Studies show that just being 2% dehydrated can affect your mental performance. Mild dehydration can cause change in your alertness, your concentration, your short-term memory, and in your perception of how you are perceiving things. Pretty interesting, huh? Next along the lines with our medication changes, side effects, our dehydration, is the next thing I want to talk to you about is something that is becoming a very, very hot topic out there today. And I'm, I might even do a whole podcast about it, but hang on for a sec and we'll be right back. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is a sedentary lifestyle. And the disease that I'm talking about that's hitting big time in the news is called the sitting disease. And they're saying that the sitting disease, sitting disease is even more harmful to you than smoking. Okay. Now that's a pretty big statement for them to be making. Okay. So here's the thing, ladies, you need to exercise no matter what your age, no matter what ailment you have. And that includes if you even have brain fog, getting regular aerobic exercise, the type of exercise that gets your heart pumping and causes you to work up a bit of a sweat. This is what boosts the parts of your brain involved in memory, thinking, and learning. So you need to get aerobic exercise, cardiovascular exercise. Not only is it helping your brain, it is helping your heart and your heart pumps that beautiful oxygenated blood around your body. Okay. You need both. And I'm talking about exercise. And did you hear me when I said it's the type of exercise that gets your heart pumping and causes you to work up a sweat? That's what I'm talking about. Not just walking. Walking is great, but you need a pace walk. If you can still talk to your friend without panting in between words, then it's not walking fast enough. And if that's all you can do, then I want you to get out there and do it. And I know it's hot, so maybe you might have to go to the gym or do it a little bit more in the evening time when it's not so hot. So here's the thing. Researchers have also found that people who spend many hours sitting, 
parts of their brain become thinned. It is because sitting decreases and restricts movement of the blood flow throughout the body. That means oxygen to the brain is also restricted as well as stimulation of the hormones that are responsible for the information and growth of new brain cells. Now, wow, that is part of why the sitting disease is becoming so harmful to us. And all of us, including myself, a lot of the time lead a sedentary lifestyle because what are we doing? We get in our car, we drive to work, we sit at work, we get back in our car, drive home, and then we sit at home. That's why I went and got myself a Fitbit this year. My daughter bought it for me and it dings off and it says, you have this many steps left in this hour. And I programmed it to how many steps I want to do an hour. And when I see that little button pop up on my phone, I get up off my butt and I go downstairs and start walking around my house or I start walking at work. The girls think I'm so funny. I'm doing my, I'm doing my laps. They know now what I'm, what I'm doing. I'm getting in my steps because you've got to take breaks to get away from your computer or from whatever you're doing and get up and move your body. Okay. Exercise burns up cortisol and releases endorphins, the happy hormones, combating brain fog, reducing inflammation, and counteracting stress and anxiety. Okay? It is imperative, ladies. You need to eat well and you need to exercise. All right? So here I want to tell you, while brain fog might be a natural reaction to certain circumstances, ladies, it is not normal to have brain fog in your 20s. Neither is it normal to have it in your 60s your 70s and beyond. It's not a sign of old age. It's a sign that there is something affecting your brain. If you have optimal health, you should age with all your cognitive functions intact. Of course, ladies, our brains age as well, but if we keep them nourished and supple, we should not experience brain fog or any cognitive decline. Our bodies tell us a lot. So when we have symptoms, it's our bodies telling us that something needs to shift. That might mean making some changes in your nutritional status, in your exercise or lifestyle, or your environment, or in your self-care. And you know that I am a big one for talking about self-care and being the number one self-care advocate in your own life. Okay? So now I want to move into the next topic about when you need to see your medical provider. All right. You may, see, you may need to see your medical provider, ladies, if your brain fog doesn't improve, like I said earlier, because it might signal any of the above underlying issues and your medical provider will want to perform a physical examination. He or she will want to find out about your mental health, your nutritional status, your physical health, current medications, and etc. You'll want to let your medical provider know all the symptoms so that he or she can diagnose why you're experiencing brain fog. Blood tests will also reveal much to your medical provider and he or she will, will base the results on whether to investigate further or not. Like it's just something simple, like you're just stressed out, or if there's other, other major underlying causes. Any noticeable, co- any noticeable changes in your cognitive functioning, or if you haven't had an infection with a fever, or you've experienced cognitive changes, you need to see your medical provider so that he or she can give you a proper neurological examination and do testing so that they can set your mind to rest, whether it's something going on or it's just plain stress. Okay. The thing is, ladies, one should not ignore brain fog because it's your body talking to you saying, pay attention to me. I'm talking. And what do you need to do? You need to listen because brain fog is a real escalating health problem today. So I don't want you to just accept your brain fog as tiredness or old age and just move on. 
I want you to address the root cause so that you can hastily restore your brain to clarity, focus, and you can have a sharper memory. So if it's not treated adequately, ladies, brain fog affects the quality of your life in so many ways. To kickstart your resolve to get rid of your brain fog, I want to talk to you a little bit next about some powerful supplements that can help with your brain fog. And it can also help if you have other medical conditions. But again, if you have other medical conditions and you're taking medication, please always, always, you need to check with your medical provider to make sure that these supplements don't interfere with anything that you're taking. Okay. So the first one is adaptogens. And I've talked about these before. Those are maca, holy basil, ashwagandha. Okay. They help to lower your cortisol levels, helping your body to fight stress and fatigue. Omega fish oil. You need to get one. Okay. All of us need to be taking omega-3, whether in a vegetarian source or in a regular source, because this is what helps to lower inflammation in your brain and it supports brain health big time. Okay. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for your body being involved in over 350 biochemical reactions in the body, including transmission between your neurons in your brain. So for brain fog, it is recommended as an excellent supplement, helping to improve sleep as well as to relieve depression. Acetylcholine is a vital neurotransmitter and can, and research shows a lack of this possibly being to bring on cognitive decline. Choline, the body needs choline to manufacture acetylcholine. Your brain fog could be due to the fact that you don't have this essential vitamin in your nutritional status or in your diet. A deficiency will definitely impact your body and your mind. And you can always get a good protein powder that has essential, you know, amino acids and amino acids are precursors to a lot of the brain functioning neuro, neurotransmitters that you need in your brain to function well. Folate or folic acid is another essential supplement for brain function because a deficiency can cause cognitive impairment. So supplement your diet with folic acid or combine it with other B vitamins to improve your mental function. Rhodiola rosea is a wonderful herb straight from mother nature herself. It's an, adapt, it's an adaptogen herb and it promotes balance in the body. It also combats mental fatigue and improve energy. Rhodiola has been used mostly to conquer physical and boosting cognitive function. PS, which is phospholated serine, is a phospholated is a phospholipid and it supports cell membranes. It improves communication between your cells and, and supports the growth and maintenance of neurons, improving symptoms of brain fog. Essential oils. They are known to help with brain fog, and those are lavender, frankincense, lemon, peppermint, and others. But remember, the most effective oils are the therapeutic grades with pure ingredients, and I use and support doTERRA, and those are the ones that I would go to as well. There's also a lot of other good companies out there. So here's what I want to bring home. In the conclusion of this show today, ladies, I want to talk to you and say this. Brain fog has become an undesired side effect of our fast-paced, industrialized lifestyle. Many of the convenient processed foods and factory farmed meat that we eat does not support good brain health. So it cannot be emphasized enough the importance of a healthy diet, a healthy lifestyle, and to have healthy, balanced hormones. If you want to get good results for any health condition, you have to be very careful what you put in your body. When you provide your body with the right macronutrients, 
by avoiding sugar, refined carbs, and all that processed foods, you are doing your body and brain one big favor. You're giving it oxygen and you're giving it life. We talked about this and this is a recap. Stress is a major promoter of all things bad in the body. You need to manage it by getting in healthy exercise, doing fun activities that help you relax, socializing with positive and upbeat friends, practicing mindfulness, and not forgetting there are wonderful counselors whom you can talk to as well if that is something that you need. Ladies, when you live with cognitive dysfunction, such as brain fog, you can lose your self-confidence and your self-esteem because so often depression and anxiety affects your daily life and activities and brain fog can either be a symptom of anxiety or depression or just simple brain fog can bring on depression and anxiety. Okay, you can learn to cope and fight brain fog with the right weapons, such as all the things that we mentioned in today's show. But most of all, ladies, I want you to be kind to yourself as you find your own personal solutions and make the necessary actions to arrive at what works best for you. Not your friend, not your mother, not your sister, but what, what works best for you. It can be pretty challenging, but you will see how worthwhile it is when you see how great you start to feel. There are wonderful natural remedies and solution out there that you can start working on today. All of these are aimed at seeing that you thoroughly treat and that you breathe and that you beat brain fog. So there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. You learned a little bit about brain fog, things that can cause brain fog from a medical condition, things that are just, you know, natural things that cause brain fog, such as stress, fatigue, you know, battle exertion, all those type of things like that, brought you some things and some supplements that you can take forward, gave you some action steps of things that you can do to beat brain fog. And again, ladies, if you are experiencing, you know, hormonal imbalance, which brain fog is part of that cascade of stuff, then please do consider checking out my getting back to harmonious balance program. It's coming out in late October. We will have all the information up in about, you know, a couple weeks and I'll be letting you know exactly when you can go check it out, but keep it in the back of your mind. It's going to be a four month um, program where I'm going to be working with a small group of women. We're going to be doing um, modules together. We're going to be in um, Zoom calls together. I've got great worksheets for you. Very simple, easy things to do. Not going to be overwhelming that you have to like go, go take so much time out of your day to get these things done, but it's building, it's going to be building the balance and haha, balance and get it um, for a foundation a healthy foundation because ladies, when we have a healthy foundation, our hormones can work much more effectively. So I'm going to be teaching you all about those things because I find that when you understand what's going on in your body, you can take that knowledge and put it into action. Remember, because we talked about in last episode, if you can have all the knowledge you want, but if you don't put it into action, it's nothing where you can take that and you can put that into action and you can become the hero in your own health journey. And that is what my hope is. My hope is that I am your guide to make you the hero in your health journey. All right. Because I can't cause the transformation, but I sure in heck can help you along the way. And that is my hope. What I'm planning on doing with this program to teach you all about your hormones, about gut health, simple gut health, simple blood sugar restoring, um, simple, you know, thyroid issues that, that pertain to that simple things for your brain, talking to you about your cycle, 
how it acts and how it, you know, how it's supposed to work. And when it doesn't work, things that happen, we're going to be talking about peri and postmenopause. I've got such great recipes for you. Everything is done for you. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be four months of fun. We'll be taking time off for a couple of weeks over the holidays in December. But other than that, it's going to be a great time. So we start to think about it, start looking out for the stuff when we put it out there. And again, ladies, you know how much it means to me to have you here each week listening to the podcast. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please run over for a quick second over to iTunes and leave us a rating review. If you like this episode or just the podcast in general, please join us over on the Well Woman 360, Well Woman Network 360 Facebook group. Go to our website, wellwomannetwork.com, sign up on the side or on the bottom of anything to become part of our VIP newsletter that um, where I give you tips and tricks each week about different things and talk to you about the things that we talk about on the podcast and how to engage in them further. So ladies, I love you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Have a blessed week and bye for now. The information, including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained in the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast is for educational purposes only. The purpose of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking any new health care regime. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have read or heard on one of our podcasts.